Are you new to wholesaling real estate and you want some additional help getting that marketing out the door so your phone can start ringing? Do you need help running comps, analyzing deals, making offers? How about repair estimates? Do you struggle with any of these things? Well, guys, we are here to help. Mike and I have a weekly group coaching mastermind, and we would like to invite you guys to come check it out. It is a phenomenal value. For just a few hundred dollars a month, you can connect with Mike and I, get access to all of our courses, as well as join us on weekly coaching calls where we discuss what is working today in our real estate business. We are an open book. We talk about what kind of marketing we're doing. We do case studies and we answer any and all questions that you guys might have for us on those weekly calls. This mastermind is limited to only a few people. So check it out at dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind to where you guys can get some more information about this amazing offer. Again, access to all of our courses. Connect with Mike and I on weekly calls. Ask us questions that you have about your wholesaling or real estate business, as well as weekly trainings on what we are doing in our business and what is working. This is like rocket fuel for your business. Check it out, dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind. We'll see you inside. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. We are happy to have you guys here. How are you doing this morning, Dave? I'm doing great, Mike. Good, good. I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, all powered up this morning, got the workout in, got, oh, the nice. coffee, got the coffee in. Ten points. Oh, yeah, ten points on the daily success sheet, buddy. That's right. That's right. We think working out is one of the uh, the most important things you can do for yourself in the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're watching the video, uh, if you're watching our videos on YouTube, you can see that obviously I don't work out that often. <laughs> you work out enough. But, uh, you know, we're getting back into it. So, you know, it's starting to feel pretty good. Anyways, what are we going to talk about today, Dave? We got... Uh, so, we had a really, really challenging deal that we almost gave up on several times, but persistence got the deal done. And this is a it's a true story of uh, how important follow up is in, in in this business. How follow up is so massive in this business. Yeah, it is. So this case, this uh, this deal, we'll just call it a deal. I mean, we're kind of calling it uh, a case study or a deal or whatever you want to call it. It's one of it, it's awesome. Like I just I absolutely love it for a couple of reasons. You came in and saved the day. We'll get well, that, like, for a couple of reasons. One, we got paid, so I love that. Mm-hmm. 
I love getting paid. So true, so true. The other reason I love it is because I got to kind of um, throw one of Dave's sayings back in his face. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> well, he, you always say, it'll take two minutes oh, on yeah. things. And, it, and sometimes <laughs> it takes Dave about an hour to get the stuff yeah, done. It'll take true. him two minutes. But I got to use that one. Right, I said, Dave, it'll take two back. minutes. And it really did. So let's go ahead and let's figure out what was going on, Dave. I love let's that. talk about awesome. um, let's talk about this lead then. So do you remember where this lead yeah, came so this from? This lead was about uh, ten miles west of our office in terms of uh, where it was at on the map. Okay. Where we got it uh, was, was um, from a divorce campaign. It was a mailer uh, divorce campaign. So I actually pulled up the email and the initial contact was on March 9th. Great. So we eat. We sent. We Today sent the twenty second of June. We so, sent yeah, direct June. mail then, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the person reached out to us via email. Is that right? Yeah, they didn't call us. They didn't. Um, they didn't go to our website. They just. Uh, they just went right and emailed them on the bottom of all of our letters. We have contact. So I was going to say sidebar. So that's one of the things that we think is pretty important. Uh, we've changed all of our direct mail now to include literally any possible way that someone could contact us. We put it on there. That's right. I think we have five or six methods. Phone, email, um, fax, website address, which has forms on it. Uh, what am I missing? And then obviously we tell them if they want to. Phone, fax, mail. mail. Yeah, and then that mailing address. They respond by mail. We or they can respond by mail maybe you know a couple times a month and then respond by email a couple times a month. Occasionally people will fax us stuff. I mean, the more ways you can give somebody to communicate with you, the better. Because their preferred method may not be the same as your preferred method, vice versa. So this is actually really great that we're talking about this, Mike, because of all the methods that we used or I used to reach out to this to this uh, this wife after after the fact didn't work, but yours did. So yeah. We'll so let's keep back. let's keep we'll, back we'll circle back. back to that. That's pretty. Yeah. That's it's. I find it entertaining. Makes Again, for a good episode. You got to throw it into Dave's face. That's love right. doing that. Love giving people. <laughs> love giving people trouble. That's right. All right. So it was a direct mail lead. Uh, the person had emailed you, and who had emailed you then? Let's so talk the, about the, 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 the actual thing. The husband emailed me. He said, "I got your got your mail. Uh, look at this. A month or so back, um, I kept it because I knew something was coming. So bummer. So I guess him and his wife started their divorce process. Uh, the bottom line is, all the cards on the table." I have to sell this house. My mortgage is X. Uh, we can actually talk numbers somewhat. So his mortgage was 197 on this particular house. And uh, he knows that it's, it's damaged and he knows that it's not in the best shape. And uh, it looks like he has not lived in this city for two years at this point. So he's moved. Uh, him and the wife weren't doing well. And um, he, he said he thinks that every room and he's going to need something either paint or flooring or lighting or just something. Uh, it's a four-bed, two-full two bathhouse with an additional half-bath. Um, so it was a great house. It just it needed quite a bit of work. So that was the initial email that he had sent over to us. And um, I'm looking through my email chain here, and there's got to be 40 emails back and forth. Look at this, Mike. What did you say? That's at least 40? Yeah, it's 40 or 50 emails. Yeah, it's a ton. Okay. So we went back and forth with the guy that doesn't live in the, in the city at all uh, about the property and that we wanted to see it. And tr- he didn't live here, so he didn't have a key. The wife at the time um, basically had uh, the key and her, she had some relatives living in the home. And um, she met me there. 
and, and me and my wife walked through the property. And um, from there, we made an offer to the seller for about 150 grand, I believe it was, maybe a little less than that. Okay, so you just said though earlier he owed about 200, wasn't that right? 97, yeah. And your offer was how much again? 150. I think All it might right. have been 145. Even. All right. So again, so. Just because the seller owes two hundred thousand doesn't mean that's where your offer needs to start. Absolutely. So again, we know this person. Again, and unfortunately, we're not trying to take advantage. We're trying to do something to help them clear this property, uh, get rid of it, put it behind them, and again, help our business grow. So again, exactly we're not right. uh, we're not trying to take advantage. But again, the point is, this guy owes two hundred thousand, and he's in a situation. It's a divorce. He's already basically abandoned the property, but his wife is still. Uh, has relatives living there, right? She's so I mean, control. So this and is he a, owned it too, like which doesn't make sense because in this case we needed a marital waiver, which is the whole point of the episode. Getting this paperwork signed is one piece of paper, um, and he even had documents from his judge stating that, or from his lawyer, um, in the process of the divorce, saying that she had zero interest in it. And she had signed those papers, but the title company would not accept that. If you are married, and your in your name is not in an LLC. You have to have your wife or your spouse, if you're a woman, uh, sign a marital waiver form unless they were actually on the HUD signing as well. So that's just a little tidbit right there. Yeah. So that's in Missouri anyways because we're, uh, state, right? what is it, uh, what do they call it, community property state? Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, again, it kind of depends on state. But this was our situation. This was our reality is that uh, this, this seller had the property. Uh, bought it prior to marriage or something like that because it was in his name. Isn't that what you're saying? They both they bought it. They were both on the on the on the on the. Well, they were okay. Yeah. All right, but he had paperwork stating that she no longer had any interest in it. Right. She's basically living there again. Her family's living Family. there. Family. Mm -hmm. So she, she hasn't been here for two years, by the way. Right. The, the kind of crazy. The husband. He was right. gone out of the picture for two years. Talk about he's, a motivated seller. Yeah. But he's got this property that's a problem. So what's the problem though? What's the real problem for him? The problem is is that he is trying to prevent a foreclosure on his on his record and he's making these mortgage payments for two years and whenever i first met him he was current but basically he quit making it when he started talking to me and i started giving him a solution to his problem of buying the property even though that solution wasn't break even for him mm -hmm. he's still losing well, but it was at least he could not have the foreclosure or continue making these payments. So the money wasn't a huge problem for him. It's the saving his credit and the saving his ability to purchase the next home or the next car or uh, his credit cards don't jump from 19% to 40% or whatever the hell they jump from and right. to, you know? And yeah, not, not being able to get another house loan for yeah. five, I mean, six have, years. Yeah, having years. no control over that. Yeah. So that's his problem is basically that he, because he was married and then divorced and they're in this situation now where he's he's kind of not making the payments or something uh, or they're, right. they're right. not making so, the payments or... So basically he was going to let the house go into foreclosure and uh, I made him this offer and he realized that the house needed everything. And the very first email he sent, he said, I realized that every room needs something. Flooring, mm -hmm. paint, you know, windows, whatever the case might be. And um, he, so we took everything to the title company. And um, the title company said, yeah, we can get this deal done. However, the seller needs to bring, you know, roughly $40,000 to closing. Um, Ouch. To be able to sell it to you. So I told him that. and he Okay, so he well, hold on. We, we kind of skipped ahead, though. Sure. So we did. We, we made the initial offer. Then we negotiated back and forth. Or did he sign it right away? How'd that go? No. So that was another another thing about follow-up. So I sent him an Yeah, offer. I was going to say, you got 50 emails there. So I know yeah, it wasn't. So I, I know sent it wasn't. him an offer. And then there was a period of time where I had sent him five or six. He looked, there's five in a row, basically, right there. Two in a row. Two in a row. 
so on and so forth. So there would be times where I would send – so I sent him the offer, and then he didn't respond back to me for a couple of weeks, and I just kept following up. And then um, for the most part, um, I finally was able to get him to respond, and he just said, you know, this is – I owe forty grand more than that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not coming up on my offer. So, you know, either you can let it go and destroy your credit. Sorry, that's I'm not that's terrible, but you know, that's an option or I can try to help you somewhat and you can pay the difference of what my offer is and not have a foreclosure on your record. Yeah, you have to pay that amount of money, but you're saving your credit. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. basically the cost so, to, to borrow money. So Dave has put a lot of effort into this and again, Dave is persistent. He's relentless in his follow-up. I mean, he literally, like you said, there's some of these email chains where he goes five in a row without hearing oh, back wait from till the we seller. Get to the wife. Okay. Wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm setting it, set, laying the foundation okay. here. <laughs> so, so Dave's relentless, though. I mean, he does. Again, this is a good property. We know they need to sell it. There's a want. There's a need. There's a real motivation there. Uh, so we know it's a good property. We like the property. Mm-hmm. We love the property at the price that we offered at the 150. Um, so again, so Dave keeps just keeps following up, following up, following up. All right, so then eventually uh, he replies to you, correct? Yes, yeah, so then he responds back, and he's, he, he, he negotiated me up two grand. Okay, so we moved a little he bit. He negotiated me up. He tried to get me to pay one, basically 160 to get him to only have to bring 30 to the table. So he's trying to get me to come up like uh, it was either 10 or 12, actually, and I came up two. All right. And, and then so he we, said, okay. Yeah, so we came said, up. It was funny in the email. He said, at least I tried. Yeah, like, yeah, you got yourself two grand, man. Awesome. So. Well, and and you know what? It, it it again, it's the right price for him, and it still works for us. Right, it exactly. still made sense for us. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna go through with the deal. So and then you move the title, or I'm sorry, you took the contract over to title, and that's what you're kind of talking about there. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is a done deal. This guy's gonna bring you know almost forty grand ish to closing, and I'm going to buy this house, and I was gonna keep it as a rehab or a wholesale because it had a, it had a pretty good margin, not not a not an amazing one, but it was a good margin. and Or I'll just keep it. It was a great house for the price, and it didn't need that much work. And the 197 that he owed wasn't the ARV. The ARV was you know, 240 250 So he owed less, but in its current condition, as is, it wasn't even worth 197 It was worth one. Right. So, again, so if, this, if they were able to get the wife and the family out – and then just listed as it sat. I mean, it wasn't going to sell. It wasn't going like, to sell. It wasn't going to sell. Well, they for... weren't going to. Yeah, they wouldn't have break, breaking even. Right, and it's not going to sell for two fifty. Which house is probably needs fifty, but again, there's a hundred thousand dollars spread. Right, which is again, so the ARV being the after repair value. That's what Dave's referring to. Not going to sell for yeah. that. The rehab will condition. probably make thirty five to forty. Right, it'd be a good a good rehab. Excellent. Okay, so we get it to title. Right, title runs their stuff, and then they say, "Hey, we're good to go. We just need you to sign this one piece of paper." And it's actually the wife because they're not divorced yet; they're in the process of getting divorced, which is kind of weird that they were on the divorce list, but they were for some reason. So maybe they had it's a good I list. Guess, I guess you know what the divorce list doesn't necessarily mean that you get divorced; it means that you filed for divorce. Correct, because that is the that's what's recorded with the yeah. That's what that's what is public record, published. right? Yeah, that's exactly. what's published in the. So yeah. they had filed, so we had their information, sent them a mailer, and then they. Uh, but they hadn't finalized it yet. So we had to get this one thing signed. So um, I sent her an email because the ex-husband or the husband that lived out of state two years prior and moved away gave me, you know, his the contact information. And him and her didn't really have great relations. So they it was hard for them to even talk to each other, which made it even more difficult. Um, but we I sent her an email. That's tough. Yeah, all my ex-wives and I are on. 
Good terms. Uh, I bet. You yeah. Know, yeah. Bet. My so, current wife, she, you know, she loves when I, I make jokes like that. love each other, don't yeah. you? <laughs> so uh, in the very first email, she wrote, responded back to me and and just i wrote a little a couple paragraphs just like hey, now this hey. is and you met her at the property though i right? did you said that. well no this is prior this is me getting okay into great the property. great yeah, okay yeah. so i just said you know this is my name here's here's who i am uh my company i'm with i spoke to to this guy who is the husband or your ex-husband i wrote in my email and he told me to contact you about accessing the property so i can go walk through it uh so on and so forth so in the in the first email back it says he's my husband not my ex uh, and then she gave me a time. So then we met, and then we walked through it. So this is actually prior to me giving the offer. So we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead. So I get the offer, so on and so forth. The title company gives us that paperwork, and we're like, all right, you know, we we think, all right, every deal is always got a hiccup of some sort. So this hiccup is just getting this lady to sign or come to closing. Right. So Dave's just gonna go out and meet her again. Right. So she refused right. to to uh, sign this paperwork. So I sent her a one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine emails in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what happened. Here's what happened though. In the meantime, though, so we got it under contract. We thought, okay, great. We're gonna market it out. We had it sold, right? Yeah, we so had then- it sold. We had it wholesaled. So while we had it under contract, um, and in the time that you know we took it to the title company, they didn't get back to us for a few days. So at that point, we're like, all right, this is going to be a great one. We'll close on it. However, let's throw it out there in the marketplace, see if we can make, you know, ten to fifteen grand on it, somewhere in that range, and not have to rehab it. Make it quick wholesaling. That's what we love, and that's what we do. If we rehabbed it, we could have made double that. Yeah, maybe forty point five percent times yeah. that. But you have to then buy it and pay the insurance and the taxes and. The electric bill, and then deal, and with, your a con- man, deal your, with a guy that's your contractors and your yeah pick up materials and yeah I mean it's great you can make more but it's way more work than just flipping some paperwork. So uh, with that being said, I I'm gonna sum up my follow up with this with this woman. I just I was trying to get her to meet me. Uh, she had then communicated with the husband and wanted to see what she wanted me to sign, but didn't tell me. So she I had to get that from him. So I'm sending her over the co- copies of the contracts, copies of the of this marital waiver form, copies of basically anything and everything to prove that he wasn't making anything. She was so uh, upset with him that she didn't want to make sure that he wasn't making anything. So it's kind of sad in a way, but it is what it is. So at first I offered her 250 bucks to sign, then I went to $500, then I went to $1,000. And I guess I screwed up because I said Visa gift card versus just cash, which I don't think was a big deal, but... She didn't like that, so she didn't respond. So then my very, actually, my second to last email is kind of funny because I just wrote, I wrote, I don't understand why you are punishing me. I did nothing to deserve this from you. Because my other previous emails were super long, trying to explain everything with no response. But I had I had, had her respond to me. See this mic right there? Mm-hmm. And right here, I had had her respond to me twice. So we know it's we a good that, email. We know that email is good. Contact- we know she's reading it. Right, right, right. So I sent her basically nine more. And at the very end, I was just like, all right, this is the last thing I'm going to do. I can hire a lawyer to basically contest, or I don't even know the verbiage, but it would contest the courts or the judge to let the husband sell the property without the wife signing the marital waiver with, the, with whatever paperwork he had um, already from his lawyer. So basically, I and this to, is so this is really court ordered to the title company, though, because right, they this wouldn't is... insure it. That's the main thing. The title company wouldn't let it wouldn't let it sell. We could have quit claimed it. Right. So it's the it's, any, any it's the title company that's kind of the issue, unfortunately. Exactly. 
And Any it's, paperwork that a lawyer has doesn't mean anything. The title company doesn't approve it. They don't underwrite it properly or whatnot. It's right. And so our buyer, again, they want a clean title. I mean, they need a clear title Absolutely. to close on it, and they want it to be insurable. Absolutely. So that was the issue is that the when the underwriters at the title company got into it, then they sent it to their legal team. They said that that paperwork wasn't good enough. So they needed this piece of paperwork signed, the marital uh, waiver signed on this one for that to happen. So basically, our purchase contract would have been, uh, again, we could have bought it, we could have closed on it, but we would not have had clean, we would not have had clean title. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't have been able to provide a clean title to our next buyer either, or an insurable title. So it's, it's definitely, it was worth doing all this. It It was, absolutely, absolutely. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. Persistence, follow up, um, in different ways to contact people. So and let's, teamwork, so let's buddy. Circle, teamwork. And teamwork, too. So mm-hmm. let's circle back. So after I sent all these emails, the last email said, I'm going to hire an attorney to fight this, and I'm going to give them approximately a $1,000 retainer, which is going to be a sunk cost for me, regardless if they're able to provide me with any any positive or negative uh, information. However, I didn't tell her that. I just said, we're going to give the lawyer $1,000 to get started on removing this paperwork from being a requirement. Um, or, you know, that could take two weeks, or I could just give this $1,000 to you. I'm going to give it to a lawyer versus you, and why would you not want it? Who why, who in their right mind wouldn't want it? Didn't respond. Right, so that was basically Dave's so final. This is when I came in the office and, and threw a little fit like a child. I was like, I cannot believe this woman will not respond to me. He was. He was. He I was, was so very upset. upset. Yeah, and again, he oh, didn't. He goodness. was not rude to her. He was not up never, like anything. Never was I rude. I was uh, offering to pay her cash or, you know, money. Right. So he was up to 500 and I knew kind of what was going on. Uh, and he was up to 500 and I was like, well, that's a, that's a lot of money. And then he was sending this email for a thousand dollars. And I said, Dave, maybe that email's no good. You know, I was, I was tr- trying to figure <laughs> right. out what's happening. And I said, why don't you, uh, why don't you let somebody else reach out to her? Uh, cause you actually even asked your wife to reach out to her as well. I had my wife uh, so, calling and texting. Her. Yeah. So, I mean, we were trying multiple, multiple ways. You know, again, she was being nice too. We weren't stalking by any means. We were yeah. saying, Hey, you know, we got some cash for you. We need you to sign one piece of paper. We will even come to you at your location at your time. You know, you want to meet at a Walmart or a Starbucks, or you can come over to my home if you want. And I'm right. not even so trying to offer to come to yours. So this I'm is, trying to make her comfortable. That's it. Period. Yeah, so this is once a day, not like every five minutes or something. Like, you're just, you're just yeah, again. Once a day or two. Right, you're following up. Months, yeah, exactly. Right. So we're just trying to, hey, can we get this paperwork signed? Like, you're. You're no longer have an interest in the yeah, property. Yeah, so you're coming to save the day. Tell them this. So uh, I literally said, hey, Dave, it'll just take two minutes. Just Google her, and we'll find a new yeah, way to contact her. Well, I tried to find her on Facebook or, or prior. So I – And I couldn't. I, didn't have I literally – I just Googled her name, and it came up in uh, LinkedIn uh, as a LinkedIn connection because I guess it was a second-degree connection. Uh, she used to work at a place that I used to work at. Exactly. So I said, hello, uh, looks like you and I used to work together. So you at, sent her a message I did. via LinkedIn. Via LinkedIn. I sent her, uh, what do they call it, like a connection request. Yeah. And I said, looks like you and I used to work at LinkedIn. Uh, how are things going? Uh, my business partner was trying to reach out to you about getting a piece of paperwork signed. Can we grab a cup of coffee re- and reconnect? Something like that. Something like that. So, so very simple. Very, very simple. Because, like, again, it's limited to, I think, 300 characters right. or something, whatever it is on LinkedIn. She responds back in like what? Took about five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, she responded back and said, yes. On LinkedIn. So, guys, when you are doing your campaigns, your mail campaigns, your advertising campaigns, whatever, if it's a billboard, if it's a postcard, if it's a website, give people the most possible ways to reach you. Their method may not be the same as your preferred method. Go ahead, Mike. 
Yeah, so I, again, sent her a simple message. She replied, said, yes, I'll be happy to meet you as long as your partner's not there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't get it. So, so again, so I took a screenshot, sent it to Dave, said, hey, Dave, it only takes two minutes. It only takes two minutes. Yeah, right? now she did. She still wanted the money. Uh, so, unfortunately, I wish Dave wouldn't offer that 1000 because that was literally well, at about the same time he, he sent. she would have responded. I don't know. Who, yeah. You never know. I mean, it, that was at the same time. Everything came together, and that's all that matters. Long story short, uh, it was, it was uh, again, you just have to try multiple tax, uh, tactics. rather. And Dave, uh, for whatever reason... I guess he came across, and again, all his emails, I've, I've read them. They're all very friendly. Just, hey, yeah. can, can you help me out here? Just want to buy the house. I don't really, you know, I don't know your husband or like him. I don't, I mean, I'm not even going to say that. But How long this one is, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just all very uh, cordial, uh, mm-hmm. business, professional. I mean, just literally trying to, hey, can we do this? So for whatever reason, she, she wasn't comfortable with Dave at some point. So I sent a message. Maybe it's because we had a connection in the past uh, or what Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't me. Yeah, it could have been any of the above. We don't know. We won't know. Exactly. But the the point is, it's nice to be able to bounce things off of team members. If you don't, absolutely. If you don't, if you don't have a team member, ask your spouse or someone else. Hey, I'm really. uh, If you're in the situation, rather, Mm -hmm. I mean, just ask someone else. Hey, can you reach out to this person for me? Because again, it might just be something that that they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. So for whatever reason, um, this this was the way that we got the ex-wife to sign. So how to get the ex-wife to sign, <laughs> this was it right here. Yeah, lots of lessons here, guys. Let's review some of the lessons here. So persistence is key. This deal took us four months, basically, right? Yeah, yeah about, about four, four months. months. Okay. Um, my communications with the wife were basically over three of those months. Communications with the husband were for all four months. There was probably 40 to 50 different uh, emails, text messages, and messages sent to this in, to these individuals. Right, on your end. And then I sent one message. You, you cleaned to, up. Uh, I'm the, yeah, you were the true closer in this situation. No, again, I sent one message, and then I coordinated with her and set up a time, and we had a mobile notary go out and meet and to make sure that everything right. was official because, again, it's a marital waiver for the title company. They want to make sure we're not just forging it. So, again, yeah, we had a, a mobile notary do it. Uh, we And, again, we basically uh, paid that for that signature. But That's right. It's uh, got it done. That's right. So, with this being said, guys, follow-up is another huge, huge lesson. Let's, let's, let's actually take a quick break here and talk about some sales statistics that I really, really, really love because this rings so true. And this lesson, I think, kind of reaffirms the, these statistics here. So, 2% of sales are made on the first contact. Let that sink in for a second. 2%. Only 3% of sales are going to be made on the second contact. So, you don't get much more of a of a jump between one and two contacts, all right? 5% of sales on the third contact, 10% on the fourth contact. This is where it really hits home here, guys. You go from 10% to 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. So if you're going to contact somebody fifth five times, you're going to probably contact them 12 times, Mm -hmm. right? But if you stop at one or two or three or even four, you have less than a 10% chance closing that deal. It's really, really awesome statistics. I love that. And this goes to show you, I mean, these this says between five and 12 contacts is 80%. I contacted this person or these people 40 times. Yeah. 
What are the odds that you don't get the deal? And that is where one one percent of sales one percent of sales don't make don't happen whenever you contact somebody forty times. So Mm -hmm. very very good lesson here, guys. It is all about the follow up in our business. We close roughly ten to twelve wholesales a month. It varies sometimes less, sometimes more, and the average deal is three to four months old. It's just the way it works. Do we get one one call closes? Absolutely. But we also, you know, have worked some deals seven, eight, ten months. It's yeah. It's also you know? a, it's a pipeline. I mean, you're basically building a pipeline. Build a so even right. the one, even the the one call, close it out, and then quick wholesale. That's still thirty to forty five days. So you're still going to end up contacting the person a couple times. You're going to do again. It, it's it's the, none of them are overnight yeah. home runs. So I mean, it's just real numbers. There's fifty one emails between me and the husband, and fourteen between me and the wife. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Google accounting it up for you, huh? Yeah. Gmail so, accounting And that's up. just email. That doesn't include phone calls. It doesn't include text messages. So the text messages were even more frequent. And that's just on Dave's side. That and doesn't include title company reaching out. That doesn't include reaching out us reaching out to the title company. It doesn't include me reaching out to the seller, uh, texting back and forth, setting up a time to meet with her. So uh, much stuff. And yeah. Stand with the title company, exactly. So there's... There's a lot that goes into these deals. So this is another lesson in, in this particular uh, case study here. Um, just about, you know, timing. Like, a lot of times these deals, they don't happen quickly. Now, did, is everything that we did pretty simple? I think so. We sent some emails. We, we tried to, we just tried and tried and tried. We didn't give up. But nothing that we did was really, was really that, you know, hard. It wasn't easy, don't get me wrong. But it was still simple, mm-hmm. what we had done, you know. So, um, great, great case study. We did get her to sign. We did close on it just uh, yesterday and uh, made a nice little wholesale. So, that's good. Over over 10K wholesale. Our, the, the, our cash buyer that we sold it to was super happy. The seller was somewhat happy. They got out of their problem. He doesn't have to keep making these payments like he had done for two full years. And again, it's not... And he a... prevented the foreclosure. So he came to closing with some money, but that was the cost of leaving the home, sit vacant for two years. And it's not happiness necessarily right now, but they've benefited. Like, and he knows he... I mean, again, they... You want to know another cool little tidbit? I, I, we're, I don't want to give him too, too much information, but the notary that we had sent to get the marital waiver um, signed and notarized also notarized the divorce papers while she was there. <laughs> so that was just kind of a kind of cool at least the seller was able to get out of his end of it yeah i mean again so again they they all benefited from it in yeah, some we way provided lots it of wasn't solutions right it wasn't it wasn't a win-lose again it has to be a win-win we're never going to be able to twist someone's arm into a win-lose situation like it just doesn't really happen mm-hmm. so again it was a win-win situation the seller gets to move on uh this is one less thing he has to deal with with uh, the ex-wife now uh and her having to deal with with the ex-husband so, yep. again, it's one more problem that they get to put behind them. And, again, win, win, win. Win, win, win. I love it. So, uh, Well, thanks for listening, guys. That was a great episode. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, again, I love, I love being able to. two minutes. We will throw Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave under the bus. Only took two minutes, buddy. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. 
We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.